Hey, guys! Wait up! Shh! Be quiet! The other will find us here and he'll be mad! Yeah, we're not supposed to be here. There's a ghost around! <laughs> Do you really believe that? People say that to scare us, but I heard Grandma say something about a shiny object near the falls. That must be some kind of treasure! We have to find it! Help! I'm falling! Ah! Yeah, yeah, we gotta go. He dead. There definitely goes here now. Get, get to, get to the podcast. Get to the podcast. There it is, new sexy. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Wildfire One. Thanks for joining us. This is Nerds the New Sexy episode fifty nine. Once again, with me is Sunrise, the fun guy. Sunrise, the fun guy. But not a mushroom. Today, we, uh, we, we're talking about a few things today, and uh, again, yeah. this is episode 59. That means we're one episode away from the boss episode, which also means <laughs> the season finale for season three. Yes. So you've been promising a nerd yes. tech review, so... Nerd tech. So I got a new gaming keyboard, which I was talking about last week, and uh, it is the Logitech G910 Orion Spectrum. This thing is fucking badass. Uh, it's got all the controls that I had pretty much on the previous one. Uh, they're in a little bit different spots, but I actually got more options. I, I got this to kind of fix a problem that I was running into with, with the other one. The, the, the other one was awesome, but because it was Bluetooth and the way I have everything in here set up, the signal kept disconnecting my keyboard which is what I used to have problems with before. And so I, I, I had to do something. So I bought I bought this. Uh, God, it is nice. Uh, I have 10 additional buttons uh, outside of the 10 key and everything else that I can program for macros, which is pretty freaking amazing. Uh, and it, there's three different selections. So I can program these 10 switches three different ways just by pushing different buttons on here uh it it glows uh, different colors so i've got it set up so like my wasd is is one color my g keys are a different color my regular keys are another color it it matches my mouse which is really kind of cool now my mouse is that razor one that i i freaking love and what's neat is this has what's called the ARX dock release, which I believe stands for Augmented Reality Experience. So certain games, and even my computer, I can Bluetooth to my phone, slap this on my keyboard, and I can monitor stuff in games and monitor my 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 computer settings and stuff like that. It's more keyboard than I'll ever need. And what I really, really like about it is I've got this cool little gaming button that I push, and it locks out my Windows keys and stuff like that, so I don't accidentally alt-tab myself out oh, I hate uh, that. By, yeah, by hitting the Start menu button. It, it locks them out completely. Yeah, uh, it feels good when I type, uh, but uh, freaking amazing. I, I can turn the lights on and off. Like I said, the keys feel good. They, they've got a really good response. I believe it's basically a medium setting. What are some of the more magical features about this keyboard? Uh, more magical f- features are I can change the layout however I want it as far as the the lighting system goes. Uh-huh. Uh, I can make it look like a uh, explosion of color, which I used to make uh, P-Rock you know, have a mini-seizure, which is freaking hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the 10 additional macro keys that I can program however I want. So let's say this keyboard has a fu- doesn't have a function that I wanted. Well, I can program one of these G keys to do it. Now let's say, well, maybe I, when I'm playing a game, I don't want it to do that. Well, then I hit what's called uh, M1 through 3, 
and it changes what those keys are programmed. So I can be doing video editing and hit one button to to open up and save and transport and you know do different stuff by one button pushes and then switch over to my gaming profile and now let's say I'm playing an MMO or something like that and I want to be able to say you know you know follow me or this way or or like on Skyrim being able to automatically heal and fire fire off another spell at the same time i can hit that button and it'll automatically do it for me yeah it, it's cool as shit uh really cool uh wheel that controls the volume uh it's it's like this little tiny barrel that's above the the numpad uh with the mute uh i have total access to all of my uh, music controls as well so i don't lose any of that the other really magical thing about it i would definitely say would be that arx dock uh where i can slap my phone into it and get all kinds of information um it will tell me what keys I'm using the most, how hard I've been pushing them, all kinds of stuff. It's pretty cool. It's like, why do you hit escape so much? <laughs> escape. <laughs> so what would you give this in terms of nerd boners? Nerd boners? I'm going to have to give this one a freaking hard nine. Okay. Yeah, this is probably the best keyboard I've ever had. It's more keyboard than I'm ever going to use, uh, which is what I which is what I wanted. Just like my mouse. Hell yeah. I, I would suggest it. If you're looking at a good keyboard or a new keyboard, it's definitely uh, definitely a solid buy for me. Good, thick USB cord. Uh, and it's, U- it's USB 3.0, so you get immediately response, uh, immediate response from it. It's it, it's nice and fast. We were we, yeah, we were going to talk about a few things. I think there's some some science news we're going to talk about. So. so basically what it is is there's been a new Earth-like planet uh, that's been discovered. And... It's not Earth-like. Every time someone says Earth-like, we imagine like uh, um, Earth 2. It's never like that, unfortunately. We always find out, oh, the the star that was orbiting is a veritable star or, yeah. you know, something like that. And this one is the most promising, quote-unquote, Earth-like, but there's a couple of problems with it. Now, what I'm talking about is LHS 1140. As, uh, as people may or may not know... Um, it's an, that's, that's the star, uh, it's, uh, it's an M 4.5 main sequence star. Uh, it's a red dwarf and it's about one fourth, uh, one four thousandth time as bright as their sun. Uh, it makes the star's habitable zone, um, smaller than what, what we're, that what we're in. And the planet LHS 1140 B Bravo, uh, orbits the store about 9% the distance from, uh, the star than the Earth orbits from the Sun. It takes about a year to fully orbit, hmm. which is, uh, you know, like with the Zars. Um, this planet orbits every 25 days. So was it like 25 days is a year? Yes. Wow. On this planet, every 25 days is one year. That that would be a bitch for birthdays. Uh, it, it would be. It would be kind of like a, a shout-out to Yeld. Uh, yes. <laughs> shout-out to Yeld. I was just talking about that Yeld. game with a Yeld. friend today. As much as Earth-like as they're claiming it is, um, it's kind of it, it's kind of not really. So basically, what I mean is, what's nice is unlike the 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 last Earth-like planet that we heard, Trappist One, uh, the star, uh, the planet that was orbiting that, uh, which was I believe Trappist D, mm-hmm. uh, D like D, D like dog, uh, which had massive solar flares and was a variable star. Um, it rotated every three days. This star only rotates in a period of 130 days. So that's good. That means there's not a big solar flare problem. Biggest problem is that it has had a standard deviation in its brightness of about 1.2%. That's in addition to any dimming due to the planet's trans- transits that are orbiting it. Uh, the other problem is this planet 
<laughs> is uh, incredibly dense, about 2.3 times greater than Earth's density. Jesus. Basically, the diameter is 6.6 times that of Earth, mm-hmm. so it's huge. Um, it's an incredible 12.5 GM, which is, you know, if you put it on the lower limit, it's about 9. Uh, Earth is about 5.5, and that includes uh, Mercury and Venus as well. So when they're talking about how rocky this this planet is, mm-hmm. it's it's pro- it's probably not rock. This thing's probably made out of extremely heavy metals. Um, this thing is like literally it's so dense that they pretty much have to be kind of cosmically rare. Yeah, so it's not really rocky so much as it is heavy metal. Like like the 80s cartoon. <laughs> yes. And the other problem is the acceleration of gravity on the surface is about three times of Earth. And why that's significant is because in the solar system, uh, any kind of planet with that kind of high uh Surface gravity has polyatomic gases, which are greenhouse gases that trap heat from the sun. And if that is true for this planet as well, the temperatures are way, 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 way too high for any kind of liquid water to exist. Um, And neither is any kind of atmosphere that would uh, uh, hold any kind of oxygen as well. Not quite Earth-like when you think about it. The good news would be this. If you're a Saiyan, that'd be ideal for training. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's where Vegeta ended up going Super Saiyan. Yeah, you know. Yeah, all that heat would piss me off too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, just like the Glias, uh, Glias uh, five eighty one. I, for, I uh, forgive me for not pronouncing correctly, uh, which was a very variable star. Um, they thought we thought uh, Glias five eighty one D, not uh, um, Trappist D, uh, Glias five D. That one was actually the one we thought was Earth like, and we went, oh yeah, I guess it's not. So. <laughs> We keep talking, hearing about these. Oh, cool! We got an Earth-like planet. Not really. I think I think they just want it to be Earth-like. I think they just, hey, we really do. And look, it I would be nice. I it would be nice. Yeah, I, I think it would be really cool. Uh, unfortunately, I'm just not seeing that going to happen. Not in our lifetime, at least. No. Um, but we can wish, you know. And if it does happen, things happen. Sometimes surprises come and go. It, it, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I would welcome it. I would. I. You know, I have my own beliefs and stuff like that, but I would think it would be badass to find a planet out there where we went, you know, if we have this technology, we can get there. Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Andromeda. Andromeda. <laughs> oh, man. My guy. face is tired. My face is, my face <laughs> is slouching. <laughs> oh, that game. Speaking of games, I guess we'll uh, segue on to our main topic. Uh, yes. If, if anybody didn't recognize the intro... Secret of Mana. Yep, that's actually the first part of the script from Secret of Mana, with the exception of the last part. Yeah, second in Setsu 2. Beautiful As we game. knew it. Well, Secret of Mana, yeah, the first one. Um, Final Fantasy Adventure on the Game Boy is the first Secret of Mana. Oh, is it? <laughs> yep, uh, because they were trying to cash in on the popularity of the time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, if you guys haven't played it, it came out on the SNES, 1993. Yeah. It was developed by Squaresoft, which is now yes. well known as Square Enix. Because at that time, Squaresoft and Enix were two different separate entities. Yeah, they were kind of rivals. I want yeah. to say Secret of Mana came out about the time of... Uh, Illusion, the, of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. Uh, also known as Illusion of Time everywhere else in the world. Yeah, I think... Which it, was a, which was a uh, sequel that to a game that we never got here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, um, it is also... A, a part of the Act Racer series. What Illusion of Gaia is? Yeah, yeah, it was a um, 
Uh, Terra Enigma, Illusion of Gaia, which is Illusion of Time, and the first one, um, Soul Blazer. Okay, so the original game was called Soul Blazer, which is a um, spiritual connect, uh, connection to the ActRaiser series, also okay. by, by Enix. Now, what's interesting is they used a lot of the assets from ActRaiser. The three games are Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and Terra Enigma. We didn't get, I don't believe we got Terra Enigma in America, but you can get translations uh, online and stuff like that and mm-hmm. see people playing it. Um, and in Soul Blazer, you're once again, uh, you're, you're an angel like Avatar uh, who answers to the Master. Uh, master! You are, yeah, the Master! <laughs> Good games, but yeah, uh, they're all kind of, they're all kind of, kind of connected and they were uh that was the the uh the big rivalry between square and and nx at the time was you had secret of of mana and then you had illusion of gaia uh, they're really big on on rpgs at the time yeah huge and both of them had really good writing both of them had really good storyline and that and the music i i want to say the music for both games were for both game developers were just amazing so oh yeah I think that uh, Square just had it a little better, you know. I, I agree. Uh, I, I think Square really, really pulled it off, and NX just didn't do as well. But because NX had their hands in so much more, they were able to acquire Square and pull out and pull out more games. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Seiken Densetsu is, I think, the is how it's pronounced, right? Yeah, that's the original name of the Secret of Mana. Of course, it's the Seiken Densetsu Two. Uh, basically, yeah, I believe it means uh, Legend of the Sacred Sword. Basically, a good title for the game because it's about the the Mana Sword, and mm-hmm. it starts out with just like we said, uh, just like we we spoofed the beginning. It starts out with this kid from a village who goes with two people, one of them being extremely wimpy and the other one being extremely bully esque. Basically crosses what a log or something over at a waterfall. yeah they're they're yeah they're going across a waterfall and they, there's there's a log that's going through and you know of course the guy's got a sweet freaking bandana and like yeah. red Sonia haircut oh yeah so, <laughs> so he, and then he then he falls and they end up fighting and he ends up fighting the sword because he's actually a descendant of the Mana Tribe yeah. uh, who's and his mother is a tree do not ask too many questions J- look someone fucked a tree okay. I hey look flora fauna male female sperm whatever yeah well so yeah he's the synod of a tree obviously and it, it goes on to where he find he falls down this this ravine into this like yeah. where the waterfall ends and finds this this rusty sword and it turns out to be the mana sword which mana sword which is almost the man the mana sword it, it summons the <laughs> dragon sword but hey. <laughs> It turns out that, that everyone seems to thin this village seems to think that this sword is cursed. You're supposed to stay away from there because that area is cursed and you cannot draw this sword out. And he happened to get it and so he pretty much got banished from his this village and so you go you start on this adventure and I can't remember where it goes from there. I haven't really it's been forever since I played yeah, it. Yeah, really... so there's a traveling swordsman that everybody kind of knows and respects mm-hmm. and there's an attack on the village. And he pulls out this this rusted sword, and it turns into this really nice sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you use it to take down the the enemies. Everyone goes, holy crap, he pulled out the cursed sword. Now we're all cursed. And so everybody starts to believe the bad things that are starting to happen are because he pulled out the sword and not because this stuff is coming back. Yeah. And so they, they kick his ass out. Your, your typical early 90s RPG. Storyline. Yeah, <laughs> which is, in my opinion, it was one of the first times I've seen that kind of story. So yeah, you got to remember this is the early days of RPGs. So a lot of the stuff they 
they do where are, are things from old stories or even uh, old uh, pen and paper RPGs where people would, you know, write their own scenarios and stuff like that. And these are things that are, you know, were were, were common in pen and paper at the time and stuff like that for backstories. But this is the fir- these were the first times we were actually seeing them in game. Now this is also a first for. I mean, we've seen it before, but I've, this is probably the first time it's worked. Where you've seen an action role-playing game, where where the where it wasn't turn-based. Yes, on home consoles at least. Yes, on home consoles. Yeah. Where it was more, it was more like. In fact, I want to call this uh, Chrono Trigger 1.0. Uh, well, Chrono Trigger was still turn-based. A lot of the the animation and the walking around sequences and even how yeah, how oh, okay, I'll give you that is based upon is based off of this game. Yeah, um, and what I like is this is one of the one of the first uh, action RPGs. On a console. Oh yeah, and it was beautiful. They they did really well on it, and you know, it was, it, like it's like we said, it wasn't turn based. It was yeah. very fun, and it worked, and I think that was great. There's a shit ton of story in this game, and a lot of side quests. In early RPGs, it almost almost reminds me of like Skyrim. Yeah, a little bit. As far as you know, you're going from place to place, helping all these people, and and at the same time going through the story. You know, it wasn't it wasn't as open worldish as Skyrim. But it was right. Uh, oh yeah, they, um, very very traditional RPG in the in the sense that you could wander into an area you were not prepared for. Yeah, you'd get your ass handed. Yeah, and and people, I I know that there's games like uh, Faxanadu and stuff like that. On I, I like so this is one of the first uh, you know in Crystal you have Crystalis on on the on the NES and stuff like that, which was a true action RPG, not like Legend of Zelda, which really is more of a of an adventure game. Uh, but we won't get into that debate stuff like that. But yeah, for playability and stuff like that, it really, it really was this and the in in Final Fantasy Gaiden, also known as Final Fantasy Adventure, here yeah. uh, were like some of the first action RPGs on a console. Now, the one of the good things about this, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, especially when the first came out, this game it used this uh, cooperative multiplayer system where if you yes. picked up the second, yeah, if you picked up the second controller and pushed a button. You could play as one of the other characters, which is just just fun because at the time couch co-op was like everything. Yes, I mean there was no oh. online multiplayer because online right. didn't exist mo- for the most part. Yep. Uh, yeah, you, and and you could because there were three characters. What you could you could be any of the three characters. So at any point, like let's say you're tired of being the hero and you need to use uh, the fairy, you could switch over to the sprite, and then the person who's playing girl, you know, the girl goes, "Oh no, I don't want to play the girl. I'm going to play the hero right now." And so you can you can constantly switch uh, swap through them, and even even at single player, you can do that. Yeah. But it was really fun doing it two players because you can get to areas that you weren't supposed to get to yet mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which was awesome. Yeah. And I believe I believe that it was called a sprite. Yeah, sprite. Yeah, yep. which was hilarious because no one knew which if that I was male or was female. Which I always thought was a girl. I no guess it's a knew. boy. Well, for the longest time, they just let, left it in the air. No one knew if that was male or female, and I thought yeah. it was female too. I thought it was surrounded I, I by did chicks. Too. Of course, it was uh, one of the games that hit the 16-bit era, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a it had the top-down perspective, which was pretty awesome. I, I think that at the time that was almost like a was almost like what we expected from these games. You know. Yes. Uh, we got a lot of that from like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. I I, I don't know if we got to name the girl. Did the girl have a name? Or was she uh, just she, called girl? Anyway, yeah, we were able to name the characters. Uh, moving on. This is another thing. One of the beautiful things is you can you can 
You don't have to use the sword. Mm-hmm. I believe you can. You could uh, use any weapon you wanted to, right? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So uh, certain characters always had access to certain to certain ones. Like uh, I don't believe as the hero you could use the whip, but the girl could use the whip. Uh, you could. Oh no, you're right. You could use any weapon at any time. Yeah. So, but if one person had had it equipped, the other people couldn't have it equipped. Oh, you, uh, yeah. I, certain I, characters had were better with certain weapons because they could attack with them more accurately or fast. Um, I remember one of my favorite weapons was definitely the gauntlets because if you charged it up all the way to the maximum level you would throw a hadouken yeah and they would yeah they would be you could charge the more you used them the more you leveled up on them and the better you got with them the better they were yeah and yeah you could throw a hadouken you got better skills it was it was really cool the girl i always equipped with at first i always equipped with a uh, bow and arrow yes me too i yeah i would eventually give her the spear and the sprite either the whip or the uh chakram the uh and then the game had this this ring command where you bring up and you could go through the magic and and go through whatever prompts you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool. Um, yeah. So such- basically, what it is, uh, there there's an ancient legend that uh, this evil was going to come back. There was a there was a ca- cataclysm that the Mana tribe uh, prevented a long time ago, and they're kind of watching over the world as as giant trees and plants. <laughs> Okay, don't think too much of it. Yeah. Um, we're, okay, basically the men were weapons and the, the women were trees. Look, look at it this way. The yeah. women could change into women from trees. Look at that. From way. trees. And yeah. the men could turn into weapons from yeah. men Yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. so just don't go think from, too go from much there. of it. Yeah. Just, just go from there. Yeah. yeah, just – yeah. I mean this is a game with dragons, so. Yeah. <laughs> they fly upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too damn funny. Too damn funny. Uh, so uh, these things are starting starting to come back. The hero pu- pulls the sword just in time because that's what heroes do. Uh, he ends up finding a girl, finding a sprite, <laughs> and they go off to destroy the, I think the uh, last sprite, right? Yeah, the last the sprite. The last sprite. Yeah. Who ends up, uh, spoiler alert, uh, dying. Yeah. <laughs> and it Which was really forever. sad for, for fucking what, depressing young young me to go through. Like it yeah, was really it was sad. actually depressing, and yet uh, they end up having to destroy uh, this evil uh, tower that makes the mana beast go crazy. So they have to kill the last mana beast as well. Which happens and, to be their mana beast, I believe. Yeah, which happens to be their mana beast. So basically, it yeah, they got they literally <laughs> got to kill their dog that went rabid because of this fucking tower. Yeah, and so after destroying the mana beast uh, and and the tower, the world is saved. Which, by the way, the music was composed by, and if I horribly pronounce this, just forgive me, Hiroki Kakuta. Yes, and damn good soundtrack. I I don't think there's a song in that in that game I don't like. And I think Kinji Ito was another one. But yeah, they did they did a lot of good music in this in this game. Um, Just it, it really really relaxing in some of them like some of the like the, the music you heard at the beginning is very very relaxing song mm-hmm. and the the action songs were fucking amazing everything just fit and it was great and the song the game was half of what makes this game so iconic i guess there was a few re-releases of this game yeah uh it is actually available on android right now for i think eight bucks or nine bucks or something like that you can get on i on the iphone as well it's a it's a good game definitely play it but uh what i think one of the things that stuck with me the most was not only being able to see Mode 7 used as, as effectively as it was, because I, I had played Illusion of Gaia and stuff like that, and uh, it, it was cool with the, with the, with the map rotation, but yeah. being able to like fly around on that dragon 
and mm-hmm. have two different views mm-hmm. where you could be behind the dragon or you could be on top of the dragon looking down, which was really cool. Yes. Uh, which I loved in the in that whole mode seven. And yes, there are modes one through seven, and they all do different things. And some of them were, weren't used because there was no need to, and or they're only used here and there, and you just don't know about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool. Uh, one of the things that I, that I said stuck with me is not only that, but the mode main mode of travel before the dragon. You got shot out of a fucking cannon. Oh yeah, you shot you got shot out of a cannon by a fucking dwarf named Watts, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember that. That was fucking cool. Yeah, um, the Cannon Travel Service, and just shoots your ass. You basically got. You basically. I don't know if you paid, but in my opinion, I think you would pay. It's a travel service, it's like a taxi. You basically paid to get shot out of a fucking cannon and possibly yes. die. So, yeah, but I mean, crazy. luckily you never died. But yeah, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> but this game had the you know the typical the levels the the. The snow level, you know, the the mountain level, and all this other yeah. other areas you got to go, and and the the magic, <clears throat> the magic also had a level system, almost like the uh, weapons did. So the stronger yes, the so magic the more you got, used it. Yeah, yeah, the stronger the magic got, the more powerful it got, and it was ba- and the magic was based off of um, their elementals. That's what they yes, were. elementals, elementals. Their old school, <clears throat> uh, things like salamanders, undine, yeah, uh, stuff like that, They're, shade. Um, yeah, and you had to free them from the different palaces to get access to them. And then the more you use those spells, like Wild was saying, the, the stronger they became. Just like the weapons, the more you use that same weapon, the stronger it got. And the, like the last, the last level of the we- the weapons and it, the the magic was just insanity. It was just beautiful. oh yeah, you just beat the shit out of everything. And this game did not have any kind of uh, invulnerability frames. No. So if you hit something and you could get the timing down where you would hit and hit and hit or cast and cast and cast, you would constantly do damage to the enemies. Especially problem, if you're playing two players. You know, yes. One person you can just yeah. fuck them up. And the problem with that is you would also have that happen to you from time to time. Now, luckily, the game didn't abuse it, but you would take five, six hits in a row at times. Yeah, and you'd be like half dead and shit. And yeah, and you, there's nothing you can do about it because your character lays there, flashes, and then goes, Ugh, and yep. then lays there and flashes and goes, Ugh, and then lays there and flashes and goes, Ugh. at one point, like, say, if you wanted to use yeah. magic, the game would pause uh, for like everyone, right? Right. So that was kind of a frustration, but because yeah. you, you got to wait for them to do their magic. Like, say, me and Sunrise were playing, and I wanted to use uh, one of one of my magic spells. I had to push the button like L one or whatever, and it would, yeah. uh, and it would pop up, and the game would free. It would almost pause, and until I was done with that. Yeah, you because it would pause everything, and the and the wheel would come up, and then that person would make the selection, and then they would attack. Yeah. And you'd have to wait until the selection was made and stuff like that. Yeah, and then and then if you wanted to like, yeah, if you wanted your buddy to do it, they do it too, and then it. It was it was it was cool in its own way, but it was also kind of a pain because it took more time. So let's move into some of the weirdness, some of the little you know the little <laughs> strange things of this game that that you know you may may or may not have seen when playing it. You know, if those of you who who love Secret of Mana like we do. One of the things that I I, I always remember about this, and Wild always makes jokes about it, of wanting to do a, a recreation of this, even live action, just to show how odd things yeah. can be. Uh, when you talk to people and they're hanging out in town, they they walk in place. They're just walking in place. They just walk in place. Their little their little legs are going, and they're just standing there bouncing up and down with their legs going. Well, it's great because it goes with the music. And their legs are just going. <laughs> their arms and legs are going like they're like they're power walking in place. So like I'm losing weight, guys. <laughs> no, I'm an invisible treadmill, and it's just it's hilarious, you know. And uh, it, 
And this is another one of those games where you can just go in anyone's house and take what the fuck you wanted to without them saying shit. It was so funny. There's a, there's a, the face on Mars appears on the map. Yes, that's right. Uh, that was yeah, one of the what, things I remember mostly from this is, is it? Yeah. I remember seeing it flying, going, going, it flying over and going, huh, they put that in there. Mm-hmm. The overworld map. And I, I always thought it was like something you could do with it, but it was just there. It was just like, hey, guys, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Which, but yeah. Square, Square was good about that. I guess they did it in uh, Final Fantasy IV as well, which is two in yeah. America. Yeah, uh, I, I remember I remember seeing that and thinking that was kind of cool. Uh, uh, seeing Moogles and not knowing what they were. Yeah, was was this the game that introduced Moogles? I can't remember. To, uh, to the U.S. it is. Yeah, Moogles were definitely a big thing. There was um, some hidden nudity in this game, actually. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember ever seeing it, but I, it's got to be there because apparently there is a, a – a, the National Scar was called the porno book of the Japanese version. And mm-hmm. sure as shit, there's a naked chick on the cover. I mean you don't really see anything, but that's obviously what it is. She's got a heart coming out of her ass. Yeah, she's she's farting a heart. Yeah, thank you, Japan. Yeah, and it's one of those where you have to keep turning the page to see it Yeah, because it, it's, it's one of those where there's a chance to see it. It's not a guarantee. Yeah. But yeah, I had no idea. And this is before the whole thing with the uh, um, ESRB and stuff like that. So nobody was checking this shit. Here's a here's a funny. There's some cameos here. Here's a funny. You know, first the first cameo would def- definitely be Santa Claus. Santa Claus is in the game, guys. Yep, he's definitely yep. in the game. I've never I, after all these years, I have never actually fought Santa Claus in that game. I, could you fight Santa in the game? Yep. Oh. And you, if you find Rudolph, you can actually fight Santa. What the fuck? Yeah. Why would you want to fight Santa Claus? Why would you not? Maybe he maybe he didn't bring you a present you wanted. Mm, I guess you know what he got, but the, you got a sword in the beginning of the game. That's a present. Yeah, that's true. Fuck yeah, but really. Santa didn't give it to you. Or did he? so there's there's also here's a nice little reference there's a character here in the game who happens to be bald his name is picard yes i don't think he had a big part of the game but he he was it was kind of cute he was bald and so maybe maybe you know one of those one of these uh the game makers here was a was a star trek fan oh yeah maybe the only thing he didn't say is make it so yeah which he should have. Well, then there's also uh, at one point, well, when you inspect like these computer type things, uh, one of them says, who was Abe Lincoln? That's correct. That makes you our new champion, which is a reference to Jeopardy yes. and kind of suggests that maybe this is way, 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 way in the future after some kind of apocalyptic event yeah. on Earth. Uh, I mean, it's more than likely just an Easter egg to make people laugh. There's also an, an interesting one where it says, Evening news. At dawn, Larima launched missiles at the Empire, which is a reference back to the original game, mm. uh, Yeah, which we know as Final Fantasy Adventure. Uh, Larmia does not exist in Secret of Mana, so that means the Empire ultimately won. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a chance that the advanced civilizations spoken of in the intro to this game um, is the ancient city, uh, is all that's left of Lorima. Here's an interest. Here's some interesting stuff. Here's uh, the characters, the main characters from this game. They and if you look at them and you look at you know Chrono and Marl, uh, the two characters from Chrono Trigger, they resemble each other quite closely. Oh yeah. You know that, and that's another reason why I say this is Chrono Trigger 1.0. 
Of course, it came out long before Chrono Trigger, so don't get me wrong, yeah. guys. I want to. I, I want to even go out on a limb and say, without this game, there would be no Chrono Trigger. Yeah, and what? what uh, another thing that's interesting that kind of ties it to another game is uh, when you're in the ruins of the ancient city. There's a subway in a train car where it has a bunch of zombies in it oh, yeah. uh which is very reminiscent of final fantasy 6 which we knew was three yep. uh which was a car full of uh the the dead mm-hmm. uh the train car anyway oh yeah there was there was a an, an island that looked like a turtle you remember that yeah yeah and then when you fly over it it actually does look like a turtle shell the game itself like it pretty much you pretty much it's it ended sadly it ended sadly of course you lose your your uh sprite and it's because pretty much like magic is dead after you kill the mana, mm-hmm. mana beast, you pretty much kill magic. <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much make make the world a, a, a by saving the world, you actually make the world a miserable place to live, which yes. is horrifying. Because you're this entire time you are trying to save the world and do everything, but you find out that literally by stopping by stopping this, you are actually going to wreck the world, which is nuts. So you end up killing. What well, I guess he 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 or she she I guess is a he in the long run. He yeah. knew that he was gonna die, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this anyway." So, mm-hmm. but it just it's just like fucked up because I think I remember the end of it. You kind of saw its soul. Yep. Like in a tree, and I'm like, "No, you don't exist." Yeah. <laughs> but the game. If you believe in fairies? Clap your hand. <laughs> <laughs> but the game itself was a very good game. Uh, this is one of those games that's like nine point five nerd boners. Like if you oh guys, easily. You know, and, and this could very well be nostalgia talking because I love this game. I played this. I rented it a lot, and then I finally bought it, and it's just mm-hmm. I, I. How how many times did I borrow this from you? Oh, plenty of times. This was one of those games that I just beat and beat and played and beat and beat. Mm-hmm. It was just. It was just great. It's a fun game, and I would, I would, you know, those of you who like playing some retro games and get into that shit and haven't played this game, I would say go out and buy this game or play this game. Find that ROM, whatever, whatever you got to do, play yeah. this game. It's worth it. It's a fun game. It's literally, in my opinion, Chrono Trigger 1.0. I, I would say so. Um, oh, I, I've read there is a uh, Secret of Mana. Uh, uh, collection being released on the Twitch. Now, right now, it's only in Japan, which Boo! pisses me off. Yeah, fuck Square. God damn it. I thought you learned your lesson. I thought you were going to give us shit. Shit that we're going to give you money for. Well, uh, Square, Square, Square knows. Square knows. They're I, just, I know. They're, I just, just, they're, just, they're right just slowly they're saying, putting the tip in, is what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I, I hope so, because they're, they're being really quiet on whether there's going to be an American release on this. And god damn Damn it, do it, because it's going to be the first, second, and third game. We've never gotten the third game here. I remember all the fucking magazines coming out at the time, the Nintendo Powers and everything like that, talking about the new Secret of Mana, the Secret of Mana 2, mm-hmm. and you could, you, you were able to choose choose your characters well, and everything like that. instead we got Legend of Mana, and that was like... Instead we got Legend of Mana, which It was which good, is a, but it wasn't... Uh, uh, it wasn't Secret of Mana, it was Legend of yeah. Mana. It wasn't... And I, uh, to this day, I'm not exactly sure what the fuck is going on in legend now okay it's a drug trip i get the game is supposed to be you are rebuilding the world yeah it's i want to say i want to say it's it's almost like after what happened in the first game after you yeah and it's kind of quote unquote shoot make your own adventure and i actually think legend of mana might be a prequel um, it could be. Uh, it came out in 1999. It was supposed to, it, and it was a se- it was a direct sequel. For the it PS1, came out on the I PS1. believe. Yeah. Um, again, not a horrible game, but confusing <laughs> as all fuck. It yeah. 
You, you they introduced all these characters and you had no fucking clue who they were. Like they're they're like talking to you like you should know who they are. And I'm like, ah, no. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an attempt to create a nonlinear gameplay because you could make stuff in anywhere that you kind of wanted to and stuff like that. And the main character and the sidekicks all had their own uh, uh, numer- numerical attributes for for uh, uh, HP, strength, and luck, and they grow. Uh, whenever the player gains level, it was just was not all that great because it did not have a lot of structure. You did not really give a shit. And apparently, no, this is it was not a prequel. This was some it was a sequel at some point in the lifespan in the of the world of uh, that that was established for the Secret of Mana franchise uh, as Fadiel. This has to be a prequel because fairies, humans, and other and other uh, creatures were fighting over what mana was left. See, they could they could literally make the they could have literally made this a sequel to Secret of Mana and said it's the world restarting itself, and that would have worked. Yeah. But instead, they just left it in the air. I mean, I, I I beat the game. I still didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. It, it... It tried and it just failed. Uh, the game was kinda, a drug trip. It was it was entertaining. Yeah. It was cute. There was points in the game where like, oh, this is cool. This story I'm kind of into. And it and it it was episodic. But you played through it and there would be you'd, you'd meet someone and then something would appear on the screen like Psh, episode whatever uh, Moogles in the day. You know something yeah. like that. It was fun. It was entertaining. It just yeah. wasn't Secret of Mana, and that's what we were expecting. Yeah, and I I was very disappointed with it at that point. Yeah, I like I said, like you're saying, it, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't all that great. Well, we had a high bar. You know, we were expecting something fucking amazing. You know, especially for next gen. Right. And we did. We got we got good graphics. We got you know, but we got no story. And after a story like Secret of Mana, you just don't give us yeah, nothing. It, yeah, and Sword of Mana uh, came came out later, and that was on the uh, Game Boy Advance. And again, that was another one of those. I played, and I was so fucking confused. <laughs> um, it's basically, it, it's, I think what it's supposed to be is a remake of Final Fantasy Adventure, mm. uh, which is the original, because there's a lot that suggests it. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't seem to be the exact same, but I really, I think that's what it was supposed to be, is that Sword of Mana was supposed to be a remake of the original Mana game. And then you had uh, Children of Mana and Dawn of Mana and Heroes of Mana. I can't speak for Children of Mana. I never played it. It was a DS game. Uh, It's mainly a dungeon crawler, so it's kind of like Diablo. Uh, And it does take place in in, in Fadiel again, and it's split into the five continents. So this happens um, after the... um, Legend of Mana, okay, but it happens um, before Secret of Mana because Lormar is still around. Uh, basically, the Mana Tree cracks and it completely destroys the uh, the reality and, and causes space shifting. Dawn of Mana was on the PlayStation Two. Never ever played it. No. Uh, yeah, it, it was the first time it was in a fully three dimensional world. Though apparently, it was meh. It was kind of like uh, Dark Cloud. Oh, okay. In a lot of respects, so eh, just okay. Heroes of Mana, I, I've never again, I never played it, but that was on the DS as well. This one goes back to a top-down perspective. The second screen shows the map and your current progress. Um, it's, uh, from what I can tell, it's tra- it's a turn-based strategy like Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Um, so again, never really 
apply to me because I, I don't really like those games. Rise of Mana came out in 2014. It is an action role-playing game, but it's for the... What is this on? Oh, iOS. So Android, places in mm. beta. Uh, never played it. Don't know really much about it. Um, but again, three-quarter head view. It takes place in the same same world. Um, it looks like it takes place after Secret of Mana 3. Um, so no clue. Yeah. No clue. Then there's Adventures of Mana that came out in 2016, which again, another fucking. <sighs> See, I get so excited when I hear a game with with of Mana in it. And yeah, but it, and and uh, Adventures of Mana is a complete, complete once again retelling of the first first game. Uh... It, it's a complete remake, and it was on the Vita, it was on the Android, and it was on Apple. And then uh, 2017 is the uh, um, uh, is, is, is the Seiken Den, uh, Densetsu collection, which <sighs> I don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna get it. Look at it from Square Enix's um, point of view. This this is a franchise that they may have fucked over. Yes. You know they they might be going. You know we we've given the players shits for so many years. Maybe we shouldn't put this out in America because they're just they're just gonna see shit but if they but of course if they give me see a remake of secret of mana i'm gonna fucking buy it yeah yeah i will too like i said i like a like a whore on free condom day i will be all over it fuck yes yeah there's there's a lot of and that's the thing there's a lot of nostalgic beauty in this game and because i i know it brings out the kid in me because i remember playing it when i was a kid and it was yeah fucking amazing maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a let's play on this eventually yeah absolutely yeah um I, I love the fact that we can we can do that now. That's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Um, we are going to be doing a lot of cool stuff here coming up. So what do you give this as far as nerd boners, this game? You know, I, I would say, you know, Secret of Mana overall, uh, it's come down to about a seven just because of all the crap. Uh, I would say the the remake of, uh, the, like, the, like the true remake of, uh, of the original Final Fantasy Adventure and stuff like that, uh, I would say, and and the original Secret of Mana. I've played Secret of Mana three uh, through emulations and yeah, stuff like that. As have I. Yeah, I would say the original Secret of Mana. I would give a good solid eight, maybe a nine. The Final Fantasy Adventure. I would give. Um, I'd give that one about you know about seven and a half and eight. And Sega Densetsu three. A little confusing. Very uh, confusing. Again, you you, you yeah. give it too much credit. <laughs> uh, I would say about a. a, 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 a like a six or a seven it's it's a it's a good game and again it could be some nostalgia talking because this game i could sit down and play it and just be like oh i remember playing this you know so yeah i rented that so often then uh wild ha- had it so i mm-hmm. borrowed it a lot if you didn't get sad you know at the end of this game just a little sad you had no soul so yes but uh i think with that said and done i think we're done with the episode what do you think yeah definitely uh boss episode coming up here soon and uh, uh some projects in the in, in the in the wings uh i'm i'm starting on uh, i know we keep saying that but i don't want to blow my load all over everything just yet well, we got we got plans we've been talking about some stuff and true colonel and i have, have got some plans i know center and i have got some plans so there's some shit going on uh, if you're wondering what happened to gambit we don't know i think he's dead <laughs>
He may he may be dead. He may be dead. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen that. I haven't haven't even seen him online, but I haven't been online too much yeah, lately so. anyway because of work. And one thing, uh, we we discussed it last week about uh, Big Trouble in Little China. One of the things P Rock said he wanted to see remade. All right, yeah. So let's let's throw up a, a quick clip clip of that. But Big Trouble in Little China is one of my all time desired ones to see a a slot for slot take for take remake i'm with hey, p-rock on that one i would like to that's, see a remake that's of why I, did the intro. I love i love jack burton's freaking character i think it's jack burton right isn't it yeah yeah i love his character that's kurt russell I, love, I mean yeah kurt russell i mean i don't know who else they would be able to to, to get to to play that role i really you don't. know they would end up just casting the rock oh that'd be i could accept <laughs> that, that. i could accept that too all right, see right there. See that—that's what we're talking about. So, found out the Rock had been talking about doing a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. He yeah. said he would talk to John Carpenter. He said he would—he would talk to uh, uh, Kurt Russell. Apparently, he has not. But from what I'm reading, because of the backlash, he has put this on hold. So, don't expect him to just throw some shit out there trying to cash in on nostalgia. He really does seem like he he wanted to respect it, and because people gave him a lot of crap for it, he he's kind of saying, I'm not going to do it right now. That's but, why I haven't talked to anybody. But when and if it does come out, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you heard it here first. Next week, I should have a uh, nerd review on Alien Covenant. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I forgot it came out. Is it out? out? It, it came out on the 4th. I know I Guardians of the Galaxy it. is out, too, and I, I heard it, it's yeah. amazing. Um, I'm going to go see Alien Covenant uh, with with cuteness. Uh, I will have a review for it. Yeah. I didn't know it came out, to be honest with you. I, I said before, I'll say it again. If they fuck it up, I'm done with you, Alien movies. Yep. I'm done with yep. you. Yeah, this will be the last one if they fuck this up. Yeah, but like we said, guys, we have a lot of stuff in the works after episode 60 of season finale. And when we do that, we'll definitely uh, come back stronger than ever with a lot more ideas. Uh, anything you want to say, Sunray? Yeah, just stay sexy, damn it. <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll see you next week on episode 60, uh, boss episode. Stay sexy. Stay sexy.